1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, um, the, the first verse says this. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but stress, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Now, you're going you're gonna to learn throughout this, um, you're going to learn throughout this, this message that this was the, the reason there were false prophets coming in and teaching false teachings. And that's the reason for this letter from the Apostle John. said, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Aren't you glad for that? Then verse 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, we, in this, the love of God was made known or made manifest, made obvious, was shown, revealed among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he is in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify. Everybody say testify. We have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, prick our hearts. Father, supernaturally move on your people today. Father, cause us to have greater revelation, greater understanding of the timing that we live in, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated today. Man, you're a good-looking crowd. Wow. Um, listen, um, today, as I said, this is... Pentecost Sunday. Worldwide, this is Pentecost Sunday. And the reason that it is Pentecost Sunday is because uh, this is the Jewish celebration, or uh, it's called the Feast of Weeks, is, is what it's called, okay? And so um, there are a, a, a succession of three feasts that uh, that I'll mention today and what we understand is that there was a 
Passover feast. And we understand the initiation, the beginning of the Passover feast was when the children of Israel were in bondage. They were in Egypt and Pharaoh wouldn't let the, God's people go. And so after a, a nine other plagues, God said, on this plague, they will let my people go. I'm going to send the death angel, and he's going to pass through the land. And everyone that, when he doesn't see the blood, they're going to, uh, the, the firstborn of, of their cattle, the firstborn of the household is going to lose their life. And, and uh so they were to slay a lamb they were to put blood on the doorpost and and he said when i see the blood i will pass over so passover right and so it was called the feast of Passover. Now, what we understand is that the feast of Passover was fulfilled whenever Jesus went to the cross. Wait, y'all get that right. The feast represent, the feast point to something. And so the, the Passover was fulfilled in Jesus' death on the cross. Well, the, the, the feast of weeks what uh, uh, there is a seed time as we talked about and there is a harvest time right there's a harvest time and so um, the the feast on every feast people would come from all over the countryside and they would join together in uh, Jerusalem for celebration time in uh, uh, in the Jewish culture and so the, the way that it was figured out is one day and seven weeks of Sabbath seven times seven is 49 plus one day so the day after Passover one day and then seven Sabbaths was 50 days. 50 days following that celebration and following that feast of Passover was called the Feast of Weeks. And it was, it's called Pentecost. That's, uh, uh, that's what it is entitled. Many of us have, uh, you know, we have a, a mindset or a thought process of what Pentecost means, but Pentecost literally means harvest. <clears throat> 50 days following the cross the Holy Spirit was poured out on the earth the feast of Passover was fulfilled on the cross of Calvary and the feast of Pentecost was fulfilled whenever the Holy Spirit was poured out in the upper room, right? And so it's called the Feast of Harvest. And then the, the final feast we understand is the Feast of Trumpets. And that feast is going to be fulfilled whenever the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise first. And then we, which are alive and remain, will be caught up together with him in the air, right? So each one of these feasts means something. And today we are celebrating the feast of harvest, the feast of Pentecost. Listen, the, the, um, uh, uh, the, 
The scripture tells us that Jesus was on the, uh, Jesus was on the shore after, after he had died, rose again. We, we see that Peter says, hey, I'm going fishing. And about six other of the disciples say, hey, we'll go with you. And so they're out all night long. And, and uh, uh, they, you know, their form of fishing and our form of fishing is a little bit different. Okay, their form of fishing were casting nets, drawing in the nets, casting nets, drawing in the nets, right? So Jesus is sitting on the, on the shore, and the sun's about to come up. Hey, fellas, have y'all caught any fish? Y'all know fishermen can be a little cantankerous when they ain't caught no fish, right? They've been, ca they've been casting nets all night long. Listen, uh, uh, one of the brothers, Grant Denny, uh, had, uh, had won a, a, a trip. To, and I, said, I said in the first service to, to, to Big Ben, and I got to go with him. Well, it wasn't in Big Ben. It was just in Oklahoma and Beaver's Ben. There's a big difference, y'all. And, and <laughs> so uh, um, so we, uh, we went up to Beaver's Ben, and I got to go along with him. First time I've ever been trout fishing in my life. And, and uh, uh, we, we got up there, and, and we had, we, it was with a guide. And the guide takes us down to the uh, you know, water bank, and we got all the waders on. And he gives us these big, expensive rods. Have y'all ever seen anybody trout fish? You know, they, they just do this all day long. They just, they just flip that wrist like that. And, and it's got this little bitty micro looking uh, bug, fake bug on there. And, and you throw the bug up uh, where the water is flowing towards you. You just throw it up as far as you can and it drifts down. And when the fish sees it coming by, it, it grabs it, you know. So we got these real expensive rods and, and I just barely get down into the water, man. And, and on my third cast, Grant hadn't even gotten his, uh, his line wet yet. And I, I step out there, and on my third cast, boom, I got the big, my very first trout. It was the biggest one all day long. I was so excited. I'd never been trout fishing before. But, and, and, and when you think about these, these rods that these guys use, the, a cheap rod is probably six or 700 bucks. Some of these, some of these trout uh, uh, rod and reel, they're they're special, man, and and uh, uh, some of them are over a thousand dollars. And and you know, listen, we we had a session from about uh, at seven o'clock in the morning till noon. And by the time noon got there, man, I, I was like. Man, I, I was ready for it to be over. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But, but, but think about these guys. They've been doing this all night long, dragging in the net, casting it all night long. And then here's some guy on the bank saying, Hey, you caught anything? No. Cast it on the other side. What? You're sitting up there on the bank. You're telling us how to fish, right? How many know what happened? They cast the net on the other side. And the scripture says that, that whenever they begin to drag the net in, that the net was so full of fish that they couldn't even get the net. They couldn't lift the net up into the boat because of fear of the net breaking. So they literally had to drag the net through the water uh, and, and actually drag the net up on the bank to get the fish up because there was such a great harvest 
of fish. Mm. What is Pentecost? Pentecost is harvest time. Once the price for sin had been paid, then the harvest of souls could begin. Listen, I'm just going to do some basic, just down-home, just solid doctrinal teaching today. Is that okay? Just, just genuine doctrinal teaching today. How many understand we believe in the Trinity Godhead? It's one God manifest in three ways, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And every one of them was active and is active in the redemption plan of mankind. So let's talk about this this morning. Number one, let's talk about God the Father and his involvement in this redemption plan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, for sake of time, follow me back there. I'm, I'm going to jump down to verse 9 for sake of time. It says, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent. Everybody say God sent. That God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. God was active in the redemption process of man. God the Father. Jump down to verse 14. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Listen, God the Father is the greatest being that exists. Even Jesus at the end when all things are put under his feet, Jesus will go and bow before the Father and present all things to the Father. Come on now. God the Father is the greatest entity that exists. Listen, he is described as God is love and God has a son. And God sent him to earth to die in our place. We deserve to die, but God sent him. Now listen, I, I, I just I want y'all to get this picture. I'm probably going to get in trouble for giving this analogy, but I want you to understand that over and over and over and over, in this passage of scripture, he keeps saying, God sent Jesus, God sent his son over and over and over and over. And I'm reading that and I'm studying that and, and uh, all of a sudden uh, something happened because the same writer, John, right? The, the John wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, right? And, but John also wrote Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, same guy, right? The same guy that wrote the passage that we're talking about today says this in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he... Wait, 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 wait. It didn't say sent. It said gave. How many know there's a big difference between sent and gave? 
The word gave or give didome means to bestow a gift, to furnish, to give over, to deliver, to entrust. See, what, what you need to know is that just a, a couple of three months ago, uh, um, I, we, we bought a plane ticket and, and Kaylee flew up to Philly to meet Mama. We sent her and she came back. But I want you to understand that in less than 120 days, this blubbering snot running out of my nose, tears running out of my eyes, daddy is going to walk her down the aisle, is going to walk the baby girl down the aisle, and this time I'm going to give her. <clears throat> there is a difference. Look at this, Ephesians chapter 1. God had a role. God gave. God sent and God gave his only son. Ephesians chapter 1 says God chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Listen, I want you to know before I was ever formed in my mother's womb, before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, before the, the worlds even existed, God had already signed the adoption papers. I want them. Oh, come on. He didn't wait for you to screw up, Charles. He didn't even care how bad you screwed up. He said, I still want you. Wow, God participated in the redemption plan of man. God designed a fail-proof plan in advance to redeem mankind because the entire Godhead was and is involved in the redemption plan. God the Father sent his only son. Number two, God the Son. Listen, we believe that Jesus is the Son of God. How many would say amen to that? See, if God the Father designed the redemption plan, then God the Son brought the redemption plan. God the Son is the one that brought that redemption plan. He left heaven. He came to earth. He put on the skin of mankind. Look at this, and in, in, uh, uh, we read it a, a little moment uh, just a second ago. Chapter 4, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God or they're for many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist. Which you have heard was coming and now is in the world. Listen. I want you to get this. There's a lot of voices going on right now. 
And we just, we just kind of shuck it off as, oh, they don't know any better. Or, or oh, you know, they just weren't raised right. Or, or oh, you know, it's just, uh, they're just not believers like we are. I, w- I want you to understand the purpose for this letter was this. The purpose was that there was a, a teaching that was taking place that John was addressing in this letter. That's why over and over and over and over and over and over again, you hear Jesus was the son of God. Jesus was sent into the world. Jesus, and and over and over and over, because the teaching had gone out that um, uh, Jesus was not really the Son of God. He was a good man. He was a prophet. But the Spirit of the Son of God, or the Spirit of Christ, had come and sat upon Jesus and abode upon Jesus for a while. And right before he was crucified, the Spirit of Christ was taken up off of Jesus because surely the Son of God had not died. That was the teaching that was going on at the time. And so uh, John is like, no, 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 no. He is the son of God, born of a virgin. Uh, He came, he took off his majesty. He came and put on the the humble clothing of mankind's skin. Uh, He grew and lived a a sinless life. uh, And he gave his life on Calvary for you and I because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish. We believe. Let me me just back up. Verse 9 says, In this the love of God is manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is the love, not that we have loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Guys, we believe that Jesus was the only begotten son of God. The author and the finisher of our faith he was, listen, here's, here's what the same writer, John, right? John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning. Everybody say that with me. In the beginning. This was all the way back. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, everybody say he. He was the Word, and the Word was he. And the word was Jesus. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life. And the life was the light of men. We believe that Jesus was the only begotten son of God. And we believe that Jesus was sent to this earth to give us life. See, listen, I, I want, it was just so amazing last week to watch all of those that have said, uh, we want to follow, we want to 
follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. And they went down uh, into uh, the baptismal tank and they were water baptized. Uh, see, what I want you to understand is we get so, sometimes we just get uh, uh, sidetracked and we get callous to what we, what we think are just rituals like communion and, and uh, uh, like water baptism. We just get callous. Uh, but to, listen, just like uh, the, the, the feast of Passover and the, the feast of, of Pentecost and the feast of trumpets, just like they point to something and they mean something, uh, water baptism means something. Uh, and I want you to understand it was so amazing to watch them go down uh, and be water baptized and to surrender uh, and to, to lay down uh, and, and put their old life down because in him is life. Uh, and when we are willing uh, to lay down and surrender our old life and follow Jesus, uh, when we come up out of the water, uh, we get to leave our old life uh, and pick up the life of Jesus uh, that he brought from heaven to earth so that we might live. We believe that Jesus is the only way to God the Father and to heaven. <laughs> I know that uh, everybody's being careful right now to be politically correct. Sorry. Muhammad ain't going to get you there. Reverend Moon ain't going to get you there. Come on now. The million gods in India ain't going to get you there. Your TV ain't going to get you there. Your mama ain't going to get you there. Mother Mary ain't going to get you there. Peter ain't going to get you there. The only person, the only way, there is no other name in heaven whereby men must. Everybody say must. There's no, listen, I don't care where you live. I don't care your pedigree. I don't care how many times you attended church this month or, or, or this week. I don't care. What matters is have you cast your faith on the Lord Jesus Christ because there is no other way into heaven. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's the only way to get to heaven. God sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Hillis Moss means to appease. Perpetuation. Hillis Moss. Perpetuation means to appease. See, we we sinned we rebelled we turned against God we spat in God's face yet God looked down at us and he saw our hopelessness from the very beginning before the earth was ever created he looked down and saw that we would rebel against him he created us anyway he knew that we would rebel against him he signed the adoption papers anyway he planned the redemption plan anyway he decided that the one that he loved above all things Jesus that he would send him anyway to pay the price and to Peace, to be the perpetuation, to appease the wrath and the judgment that was to come. God sent him anyway, and his name was Jesus. Yeah. 
this Jesus, verse 6 in chapter 5, this Jesus is he who came by water and blood and Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood and the Spirit is the one who testifies. Man, this, that one statement right there is what really lit me up and I knew that this was the message I had to preach this, this, this week was the Spirit is the one who testifies. Can you say that with me? The Spirit is the one who testifies. Say it again. The Spirit is the one who testifies. Uh, listen, um, I, 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 let, let me just finish for There are three that testify. The Spirit, the water, the blood, and these three agree. What, what, what does that mean? It means uh, that there are three. You know, the, the scripture talks about uh, where there are two or three witnesses. Let a thing be established. Let a thing be a confirmed, right? And so uh, what we see is that uh, we see in John chapter 1, it, it tells us this. It says, uh, I believe about verse 33. It's not in the notes, but about ver verse 33. John the Baptist, not John the apostle, John, but John the Baptist. Uh, that was the forerunner of Jesus um, he's talking uh, and he's already said there's one coming uh, after me that's mightier than me that I'm not even worthy to loosen his shoelaces and, and uh, I baptize in water but he's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire and, uh, and, and he says this um, he says um, the one that sent me to baptize uh, said that the one that I see the Holy Spirit descending uh, from heaven and rest upon that one is the Messiah. That one is the Christ. And so we see a few days later, we see Jesus coming down the road and John the Baptist looks up and says, there he is. There's the one I've been telling you about. There's the Christ. There's the Messiah. There's the one that's going to take away the sins of the entire world. And Jesus walks down into the water and John the Baptist baptizes him which was a sign, a symbol of laying down his life and being restored to life again. So the water testified of Jesus. And then we see just three years later that Jesus went to the cross and became the lamb, the sacrificial lamb of heaven because it wasn't just the water that was going to testify, but now a sinless man, a sinless one, was not, not one that was guilty, not one that deserved it but a sinless one was going to hang on the cross and now the blood testifies and listen but the third is the spirit also testifies and we're about to talk about that God the Father designed it God the Son brought it well, let's see what God the Holy Spirit does. Chapter 4, verse 14 says, No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. It says God the Father has sent the Holy Spirit to be in us. And because we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does what? 
Yeah, two of you got it. Come on. Because we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit testifies. So we testify. So what do we testify about? We testify that salvation has come to mankind. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. We testify. We declare salvation. The Holy Spirit. Wait, 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 wait. Feast of Passover fulfilled in the cross. Feast of Pentecost fulfilled 50 days after that called Pentecost. How many remember what happened on Pentecost? What we understand is Jesus is about to ascend into the heavens and he looks at his disciples and he says, don't go anywhere. I want you to go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And they went and they, uh, they were in the upper room and they spent uh, uh, time praying and seeking God. Uh, and then uh, the scripture says that on the day of Pentecost there came a rushing uh, and a mighty wind that filled the upper room uh, and uh, cloven tongues of fire set up on each one of them uh, and God uh, poured out his spirit and and, and Remember, remember what happens, y'all. What happens uh, on every feast? Everybody's gathered together. Everybody from all the countryside, all the cities around, they come uh, and they fill the streets of Jerusalem because it's feast time. Uh, it's party time. It's celebration time. Uh, and everybody is full. The city is hustling and bustling with all of these people. Uh, and But these guys are up in the upper room seeking God and praying. Uh, and God pours out his spirit uh, and they begin to, uh, uh, they begin to worship and declare the mighty works of God and people are looking around going man these people are weird they must be from Mustang Creek <laughs> they must be drinking Peter steps up and says hey hang on these people are not drunk on wine as you suppose uh, but this is that uh, which was prophesied by the, the prophet Joel uh, that in the last day saith God uh, I will pour out of my spirit uh, upon all flesh and your sons uh, and your daughters uh, will prophesy uh, and, uh, and when he poured out his spirit uh, and they begin to preach and they begin to declare uh, every man heard them speaking in uh, their own language which they, they had never learned before uh, and uh, they begin to declare the great works of God uh, and all of a sudden uh, the Holy Spirit uh, enveloped those people and 3,000 uh, people got saved because somebody uh, was willing to cast the net again uh, and draw in another harvest uh, they were willing to cast listen uh, I want you to get this uh, I want you to understand uh, we've talked about the feast uh, of a uh, 
of uh, Passover. Uh, and we've talked about the Feast of Harvest. Uh, but there is another feast that's coming. Uh, and it's the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, there's a judgment day coming. Uh, I want you to get this. Uh, the reason uh, in the beginning uh, that, uh, that all of this started uh, was that there was a judgment coming. Uh, just put yourself in Egypt uh, all of those years ago. Uh, put yourself uh, in the Hebrew people's place. Uh, whenever Moses came down and he said, listen, you got to go. You got to go slay a lamb. Judgment's coming. The death angel is coming. You got to go and you got to slay a lamb and you need to put the blood over the doorpost because tonight the death angel is going to pass. And if you don't want the death angel to visit your house, then you need to put the blood on the doorpost. How many went, oh yeah, but CNN's on. Fox News is on. I want to watch another episode of Barney Fife. How many believe that there was a difference? There was an urgency that was taking place in Egypt on that day. There was, there was an urgency. They were out knocking the doors saying, did you hear? Did you hear what Moses said? Did you hear what he, what, uh, uh, what he said, what Aaron said? Uh, there's a, a judgment that's coming. Uh, judgment's going to pass over uh, Egypt uh, and we've got to get our house in order. Uh, we've got to get the blood uh, applied uh, because if we don't, judgment is coming to the house. Uh, listen, uh, there's already been a fulfillment of Passover. Uh, there's already been a fulfillment uh, of the outpouring uh, of the Spirit of God. Uh, harvest time is here. Uh, and the, the Holy Spirit uh, is testifying. Uh, the Holy Spirit is declaring uh, through you, uh, through me, uh, get ready, uh, get ready. Uh, there's another feast coming uh, to have come, uh, to have been fulfilled. But there's another feast coming. Uh, judgment is coming. Uh, get ready uh, because the Son has been sent to deliver you. Come on. Wow. harvest time do we realize the urgency of the time in which we live do you just stand to your feet this morning and just lift your hands all over this house just lift your hands all over the house and say God let me sense your urgency let me sense your urgency let me sense your urgency. Holy Spirit, testify through me. Come on. Come on, tell him this morning. Tell him this morning. Let me have that urgency again for the lost. Let me have that urgency again on this Pentecost. Let the Holy Spirit testify through me. Let the Holy Spirit stir me. Help me to be a mouthpiece. judgment's coming but the Savior 
has already come to deliver us, to bring deliverance, to bring new life, to spare us from the wrath of God. How beautiful is that story? God the Father designed the plan. God the Son brought the plan. God the Holy Spirit continually declares it's harvest time. It's harvest time. This morning, with every head bowed, every eye closed, listen, if you're in the house this morning, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, harvest time is here. Harvest time is here. Judgment is coming. Harvest time is here. Doesn't matter how good you've been. Doesn't matter how bad you've been. This is what overcomes the world. Even our faith. Our faith in the plan of God. That Jesus came to redeem the world. It's our faith. He's the only way. No other access to heaven. No other access to the Father. So this morning, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in the house and you'd say, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. sense what you're saying, that it's an urgent time. Maybe you've never had a relationship, or maybe at some point you walked away from God. Today, today is the day of salvation. Today is your appointment with God. Do you know Him? Have you confessed that He is Lord of all? Have you cast your faith upon him? Not have you been a good person. That doesn't matter. That doesn't count. You can't ever be good enough. Right where you're seated today, no one looking around. If you'd say, preacher, I need Jesus today. Would you just slip your hand up and write back down as quickly as you can. Just slip it up. God bless you, sis. Thank you. Slip it up. Write back down. Be honest today. Be honest today. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let this moment slip by you today. It's harvest time. We're standing on the brink of that feast of trumpets when Jesus is going to come back and get his people. Do you know him today? Have you surrendered to him today? slip your hand up and write back down. Be the man. Be the man that God's calling you to be. Be the leader God is calling you to be. Be the woman of God that he's calling you to be. Is there another in the house this morning? God bless you, young man. Thank you so much. Is there another in the house? Slip it up and write back down. Would you surrender today and say, I give it to God? over the house today, would you just help me pray this simple prayer? 
Would you join with me? Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. We believe that He is your Son. We believe that you sent Him to earth and that He lived a sinless life. And though we are the sinners, we're the ones that deserve death. He took our place. He took our punishment. And he sealed our adoption once we believe in him. And today we believe. Today we confess Jesus Christ is Lord and we are forgiven and our names are written in heaven and we're your sons and daughters and you have given us eternal life we will live with you forever in Jesus name we're forgiven amen would you give the Lord a praise offering this morning. Listen, we're, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations this morning. Something amazing. The most important decision you ever make in your life, the most important decision of your life, you just made it. You're going to fall. You're going to mess up. But you know what? You get back up and you say, I'm not the one that's perfect. He is, right? And by the way, come take the journey with us. Don't try to walk this journey by yourself. Listen, as we dismiss this morning, I, we've got a wall over here that says, I've decided to follow Jesus. And we've got hundreds of people that have signed that wall. And we would love for you to come over and sign the wall. We've got a gift for you. Uh, if you'd go over and sign the wall, we've got a gift for you. Somebody will be over there and meet you as we're dismissed this morning. One more time, would you give it up for the Lord this morning? God bless you. You are dismissed this morning.